There's no way to overtake the network. You cannot change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. If you can't explain it, then you don't understand it. It's simple as that. It's been under development for over 50 years. It's crazy. And this is the most high-tech thing that we have created. What do you think will be the most bullish thing that can happen in the next cycle? You are the founder of the Love is Bitcoin magazine. Uh, and I think a lot of people still don't know that Love is Bitcoin Twitter account and Twitter handle is actually not uh, just one person. It's a team. It's a magazine. It's, it's something bigger than just one person. And it's always interesting for me that when people uh, found something, when people start something in the Bitcoin community um, and they are doing it uh, for the greater purpose and you are, did it in the best way possible, I think you put a brand out there with excluding yourself like you founded it but you did not put your name uh, on top of it uh, it's a love is bitcoin uh, magazine and you even put a character a female character named uh, libby on there and you put not yourself on there like uh, first of all like why did you do that and did not push yourself in the process uh, and why did you uh, start uh, the love is bitcoin in general yeah uh well first of all it it happened by accident i was just three years ago i was just trying to play with lightning just tr figuring out the capabilities of uh, the lightning applications what what websites we could use for those things i was really excited about it and things were really uh let's say uh, at the infant level so there were no, but not that many services. It was not that reliable. We didn't have many as many applications as we have right now. So I was just trying to do a captcha basically on uh, the Lightning. Basically, if you have Sats to pay with Lightning, you can go through that site. And uh, I have many websites, and the site that I tried was a dating site. So I decided to just uh, register a domain, uh, loveisbitcoin.com, and I just bought um, a turnkey application. Turnkey application is basically a program, a website, where you just have it running on uh, your server, and it works out of the box. You just change the names, everything, and it works. So I got a turnkey dating site just for fun, and I said, okay, Bitcoiners, uh, let's exclude everyone who isn't a Lightning user and let's make a, a Bitcoin dating site. So I just drop that there just as a proof of concept because that's how I work. I have I've had about 100 websites up until now for like 15 years now. And I do that. I try something. I abandon projects. I start other projects. Uh, it's a constant uh, thing for me. And at some point, as soon as I posted about it, uh, I went to the beach, basically, one day. And Peter McCormack uh, shared it, making fun of it, obviously, because, okay, it's funny that we need a dating site for Bitcoiners or whatever. And I was at the beach, and I came back to find it had like 5,000 uh, clicks, 5,000 visitors, People were trying to log in. Of course, it didn't work. The lightning filter basically didn't work, the lightning login. And people were commenting about it. So, okay, I said, okay, let's have that running on its own. Um, I have, uh, I've, I'm working with social media managers. So I had my social media, media manager at that time. I gave her some instructions. I gave her some posts, some uh, artwork, that was some artwork that was nice. And I told her, okay, you know, handle that account. And I forgot about it because three years ago, I was not a Bitcoin maximalist uh, until then. And I decided to work on other projects, write stuff, you know, things like that. And basically at some point, this started get, getting a lot of traction and I started to like it a, a lot. So I ripped out the dating site, basically, which obviously was a failure, but I never bothered much with that. Like I said, it was just a turnkey application. I dropped it there and then I just removed it. And I decided to turn it into a magazine. 
Now, what uh, most of you have seen is the Libby character. Libby is a fictional character. She's like a Bitcoin Barbie, basically. And uh, the latest uh, implementation of uh, Libby is uh, with Florencia, with Flo Montoya. And you've had her before on your show. She told us all about that. And so I, I asked her, do you want to be the face of this? Because my earlier social media manager was not a Bitcoiner and she didn't want to be uh, public, uh, basically representing the brand. So Flo was perfect for that. And we started working and working and working. And it's been like um, eight, seven, eight months now. And it worked perfectly for, to the result that you see right now. What uh, the goal is for all this is to create basically a non-personal brand because Libby is a character, it's not a person. And we are using a lot of people behind that to showcase uh, what we do and to show Bitcoin brands and to spread basically the Bitcoin message. That's in short, <laughs> Robin. It's an amazing story. I like it a lot. And uh, for me, the obvious question to ask now is like, will the dating side uh, come no. back on the lot? No, 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 no way. No, forget about that. I don't, I'm not doing that again. I, I told you it was <laughs> just to add uh, a little bit of that. I, as I told you, I try out a few things. So I wanted to try out lightning. That was it. Lightning capture, basically. Can you pay like 21 sats for this page? If you have 21 sats on your Lightning wallet to pay for that, you can go through. It's just a paywall, but it was just a filter. And when you create a site, you have to put something behind. I could have put my own books, for example. I could have said, here's my book online. You can read it for free, but it's not free. You need to pay a minuscule amount of 21 sats with your Lightning wallet just to prove that you're a Bitcoiner, basically. But three years ago, we didn't have all these wallets. Right now, we have an explosion of wallets. We have Aqua Wallet, we have Wallet of Satoshi, we have Albi, which is amazing. We have Phoenix, we have an amazing number of wallets. I, on my phone, I have like 14, 15 different wallets, uh, Lightning wallets for different reasons. Okay, I, I like to try out things, but we have a lot of options right now and they work, they work right now. But three years ago, they didn't work that well. So I was trying to, to, write, to use a node, to use a lightning node, to, to put the lightning paywall and things like that. So I just decided, okay, why not? Let's put a filter, prove you're a Bitcoiner, pay with lightning 21 sats, and you get access to the dating site, basically. Uh, and that, like I said, it was, it was just a turnkey app. Uh, it was just there, just as a proof of concept. Um, so it's not going to come back. No, sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, that's, that's a dead project. And we, I pivoted the entire thing. I moved the entire thing into a magazine and it's going really well. We have uh, over 10 authors right now writing on the Love is Bitcoin magazine. Uh, you can check it out. You can browse uh, a lot of the authors. For example, we have Bitcoin Film Fest who are very creative. And just from them, we have like three or four authors writing all the time. And you can get a lot of things, a lot of the Bitcoin culture, basically, on the Love is Bitcoin uh, account and on the website. We just launched, we relaunched it, basically, the podcast, the Heartbeat podcast. I tried that a year ago. Uh, I did the same um, mistake, you could say, um, because Eleonora, the, the earlier hostess, while she was a professional and she was amazing, just like my first Libby, who was a professional social media manager, and she was amazing too, they, are, they weren't Bitcoiners. They weren't Bitcoiners. And the difference is night and day. The difference is enormous. The, when you work with Bitcoiners, it's completely different. They get the, the not, the, not the brand, they get the message, they get the, the vision. Um, when I talk to Florencia, for example, because we chat all the time, constantly, uh, every day with minor things, with marketing, 
with uh, posts, with uh, answering DMs and things like that, we're on the same page. Uh, she's like, oh, I did this. Uh, and I laugh and I say, yes, that was amazing. And, uh, oh, yeah, you could do that as well. And, uh, oh, you can make fun of that and comment to that guy. And she goes ahead and does it. And it's funny. And it gets like 100 uh, reactions. And it becomes a meme. So it's we're on the same page. It's completely different working with someone who is a professional, but is also a Bitcoiner. And they get your vision. And because you asked me, and I haven't gotten to that yet, my vision for this, for the Love is Bitcoin brand, is basically to, to bring in the people, the mainstream people, but in a good way, not in a, in a wizard's way, not in the Bitcoin wizard's way and the ordinal's way, where we bring the, the shitcoiny thing into Bitcoin. That's not the point. The point is to find the people who want to learn about Bitcoin and with catchy phrases like not your keys, not your coins, we we show these to people. We have Florencia doing videos, doing um, various memes. We repeat the message. We've posted it a thousand times and we're going to post it a thousand more times that this is what you have to do. You have to focus on self-custody. You have to focus on getting your keys out of the exchange. Why do you need that? Okay, I will point you to an article, but first make it funny. First make it uh, interesting. Uh, and why not have a pretty girl telling you this? Because that's how you get um, a lot more people paying attention. Okay, it's uh, a simple marketing trick, but it works. And uh, Florencia is not just a pretty face. Uh, you've seen it through the interview and you can go back and check out Robin Sears interview with Florencia uh, that happened like a month ago. You can see that she has a lot to say. She knows about Bitcoin. She may not be that technical, but she has a great uh, opinion on how Bitcoin can help people in, in real life. Not, we're not talking about NFTs. We're not talking about DeFi or whatever. We're talking about remittances, about saving people, who have a problem with uh, hyperinflation and escaping that problem in their country. It can help people like in Argentina who have a collapsing currency and things like that. So everybody in my team gets it. The Heartbeat uh, podcast, like I mentioned, for example, we just started that. Uh, Dani is the hostess. She is a computer scientist. She is a filmmaker. She's a mother. And she's an amazing person, and I can't wait for all of you to meet her. And we are doing the same thing. We're explaining uh, Bitcoin. We're explaining what is happening. We go in some, in some episodes, we go into the deeply technical stuff. In other episodes, we just talk about books. And uh, because she's a mother, and for example, she uses the Shamori books for her child, she will demonstrate and show you how you can teach your kid to use the, um, the games and the books from, the, um, from these uh, companies that have amazing uh, material that you can use to entertain your kids and educate them. So that's the goal. That's our ethos, basically. And every single person on the team is a Bitcoiner and they're focused on getting the word out, basically, or inspiring more people. That's an amazing journey because uh, I think that uh, Bitcoin teams are better than non-Bitcoin teams in general. And it's it's uh, really good that you now have Bitcoiners in place of these important um, yeah, positions where it's Libby is um, is filled with Flo. And I, as you said, I interviewed Flo and she's amazing. She's doing really, really good. She understands Bitcoin in the fundamental core uh, and she's doing a great job explaining and also that because this is not easy uh, getting bitcoin and being able to explain bitcoin are two different things in, in my opinion and she can do both and that is, is amazing um, so not only having like a, a pretty uh, 
Bit, uh, Bitcoin Barbie as a face because this is easy. There are a lot of pretty girls out there, but there are not a lot of pretty girls out there that actually also get Bitcoin and can explain it. So that's uh, it's an amazing uh, asset to have on, on your team. So congratulations uh, on, on, on that one. Um, and this is also where my question is going a little bit. How did you go ahead and build your uh, Bitcoin team also now with Danny and how big is the whole, uh, whole your Bitcoin team? And also maybe in that question, do you have other ventures that you're also starting or also um, uh, managing right now? And how do you go about that uh, whole thing? Um, well, let's answer the question about the team first. The team, it depends on how you count, how you measure it. Depends on uh, how you define it, basically. The core team, you could say it's like five people of the Love is Bitcoin team. The extended team, if you account the authors, if you count some partners that we have, the filmmaking team right now, which is Danny and uh, another person, two more people. If you count all of them, it's like 15 people. So it's on and off. Some people uh, help uh, for uh, a specific project. Some people might uh, have an ongoing help. Um, some people might, uh, for example, for the Santorini halving party, we have a Greek team right now. It's uh, based in Athens, and we're gonna go to Santorini and celebrate the, the halving with all our friends there uh, and our online friends and some guests who will become friends when we meet them there. So the Greek team, the Santorini team, for example, is separate team basically because these people aren't always on the love is bitcoin team but you if you define it uh, as such yeah it's like four to 15 people <laughs> depending on <laughs> the scenario which is crazy which is crazy i understand um i am a businessman and i do create these things but i'm very excited by of the reception basically people want to work with this they They keep saying, oh, I love what you're doing. And they say, I want to be a part of this. Uh, we just created, for example, a cloth line, okay? basically a Bitcoin merch line, because I don't want to handle that myself. I always follow the Pareto rule of doing 20% of the work to get 80% of the benefit. I prefer to have someone else who already has a, a t-shirt and a merch shop to handle all the logistics and all these things. And I will just do the marketing and send people there and come up with designs and ideas. So uh, the, our partner right now, which is Bitcoin Diaries, um, Libby orange pilled her. <laughs> and it just happened like a few months ago. She was uh, crypto and she was doing a bit of uh, shitcoiny things. And at some point, She DM'd uh, Flo and she said, well, like, I've been following you and uh, I believe in what you're saying. I managed to, to see the light and uh, now I've shifted my brand. I, I'm Bitcoin only now. And here's something nice. Here's something uh, feminine, cute that you can share. And so we started a partnership. And right now the Love is Bitcoin t-shirts and designs and uh, things like that, they go through the Bitcoin Diaries shop, which you can go there, by the way, at Bitcoin Diaries and find the Love is Bitcoin connection, collection, sorry, and use and buy all those uh, t-shirts that you see Florencia wearing as Libby when, you're, when she's traveling and when she's, uh, you know, uh, being cute at home. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, for for like the, the question, like um, what else are you doing in, in, in the Bitcoin scene or is it like mainly the Bit Love is Bitcoin magazine? I saw some other projects also in your, your biography. I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things, to be honest. I have like uh, five businesses right now, but they're not all Bitcoin related. Right now, my the most passionate one is working for the Love is Bitcoin business because it's so rewarding. I meet so many people there. The, like I told you, the team is expanding. It's becoming more and more demanding, even though I try to delegate a lot of the tasks. And uh, basically, I, I have focused my efforts on my Bitcoin uh, businesses. 
I also tried to write a few things. I've written a few articles about Bitcoin, some guides, uh, possibly some fiction, which is um, it's gonna be published at some point. So if you, all the Bitcoin things that I'm doing is basically Bitcoin fiction, Bitcoin uh, articles. I did some artwork uh, like a couple of years ago, but um, I'm not in the mood to generate a lot more from that, to be honest. For example, yeah, this is like a t-shirt that I designed. It's a, it's a 3D design. And uh, I'm not really in the mood to make that uh, into a full-time thing. I also teach a few Bitcoin workshops in Greece, in Athens. And that has been very rewarding because you can see the immediate impact it has on people. Uh, my students, they will not let me go. The, 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 every lesson is three hours long and we have a 10 minute break and they won't let me do, do the break. They keep asking me things. And when the lesson is over uh, for like 30 or 40 minutes after, we were standing in the middle of the street with like a, two or three guys and talking about Bitcoin and they keep asking me things and they wanna, they wanna learn, they wanna learn. And the most important thing is the impact that you see having on people because the, I worked in two Bitcoin workshops. One was in partnership with a crypto, basically private uh, college, let's call it. And uh, those are, were traders, uh, you know, asking about how to do these DeFi things or whatever. And I managed to orange pill at least three or four of them. By the end of uh, the lessons, we did like four lessons. And by the end of the lessons, they were, oh, I'm going to start a node. Oh, I got a hardware wallet. Uh, I'm going to self-custody my, my keys. I'm going to focus on Bitcoin. So I managed to orange pill a lot of them. So it has been very rewarding. Um, and you see the real life impact that it has. There's a guy who came to me after the lessons and he had his, uh, his daughter. She was like two years old and uh, he had her with with him and he told me i have saved up in cold storage just like you said and uh, it's for my kid and she can have them she can have the sats in 15 years you can imagine how much value that amount will have in 15 years right it can probably pay for her university it can pay for pretty much anything that she wants to do when she becomes like 17 18 um, so it has a real life impact. That's the important thing. And that has been very, very rewarding. Uh, as for my, I've, been, I've tried to publish uh, some books. I've written an orange peeling guide. And um, now I'm working on a, a guide on how to do Bitcoin workshops, basically. Just write down my, my experience and the things that uh, I've learned basically in case you want to read that and do your own workshop i'm super excited to announce that this podcast got the first ever sponsor 21 bitcoin is bitcoin only from day one and they teach and preach self-custody this is my go-to exchange when someone asks me oh where can i buy my bitcoin from this is the easiest entry for bitcoiners and if you want lower fees plus at the same time support this podcast use code robin and click the link in the description that's amazing yeah. uh, and i think also um uh it's so rewarding to work inside of Bitcoin, whatever this means. Like you work as a content creator, you work uh, as like a, maybe a lightning wallet um, um, producer, like you're developing stuff, you're working Bitcoin Core, you, whatever you're doing in Bitcoin, uh, you are creating future value because this thing is just starting out and it will become such a huge um instrumental thing for our whole lives so uh, i think just looking at through that lens it's extremely rewarding and in the same time we can even see changes now like i come from a normal fiat world where i'm working uh, in, a, in a company and actually i was quite lucky because this company was amazing uh, what i heard from other friends and other colleagues uh, there were like works uh, related with normal jobs that were really really bad 
I was in an amazing environment. I could grow there a lot. I can do there a lot. It was amazing. But the topic was cybersecurity and not Bitcoin. And I wanted to be in Bitcoin, even though cybersecurity would have been my second choice if there was no, no Bitcoin. Uh, and for me, Bitcoin was such an rewarding thing to, to do. And I see also changes in the behavior and the methods, how people work inside of Bitcoin. And you and I are in a really unique position where you manage uh, companies and projects uh, which are uh, Bitcoin only. For example, the Love is Bitcoin, uh, where the people working there are probably all Bitcoiners, as you said, uh, and you also have non-Bitcoin related work. Do you see a difference there in the, the people working there, in the passion, in the, in the excitement also, in like the, the behaviors of, of, of the, the work colleagues there? Or is it like just like a normal project? It's, it's a huge difference. Basically, you can separate, you can, you can drive like a straight line between fiat world and Bitcoin world. It's about the time preference thing, what uh, Saifedin keeps saying with the time preference thing. It requires your brain, literally. I think it has neurological changes. That's why being orange-pilled is such a revelation. It changes the way you think about things. That's why we go crazy on Bitcoin Twitter, on X or whatever, and we keep uh, calling everything a scam once we become orange-pilled and we start to question everything. It's when you lower your time preference, different things have value. When I talk to an employee right now, to a business partner, I tell them, look, I want to work with you. I want to keep working with you for the next two to five years. I have said this to every single person on my team. Okay. I, it's not just a fly-by-night thing. You're, you don't do something just for a cash grab. You don't do something that will just uh, sell an IPO, an I, uh, ICO, uh, initial coin offering. It's not just to sell a few NFTs or do something like that. We're creating something that we, you, we want you to be proud to be associated with. And that's why Bitcoiners work hard. Um, it's night and day with my other businesses. We, we, you can just call them fiat businesses. Uh, there's toxicity but not the good kind. There's uh, a toxic environment. It's all about um, buying things. It's all about fiat gains. It's all about me, me, me all the time. I'm me, I want to win this. I want to step on other people so that I get there first and things like that. And you can contrast that with Bitcoiners who are basically happy hippies right now. With this, I've written an article about this. This is the new hippie movement. Uh, it's, it's not exactly that, but it, it's so similar that you can say it like that so that you can uh, get it immediately. Uh, when you talk, especially the Nostra people, I don't know if you've been to people, to Nostrica or whatever, I've never been there, but I talked to someone, to a few people like Derek Ross and a few developers who went to Nostrica and basically, they are the new hippies, the Bitcoin hippies. They are wealthy, they do things, and they're all relaxed and um, trying to create like sovereign things and decentralized and uh, digital nomads and all these things. So basically, you don't have to go get to that extreme. You can still keep your day job and be a Bitcoiner. You can... Keep doing what you're doing and be a Bitcoiner. For example, I remember there was a guy on Twitter and he said, I'm a lawyer. What can I do to help Bitcoin? I can't, uh, do I have to learn to code? And a lot of people in, who are in Bitcoin keep saying, oh yeah, you have to learn to code and you have to learn how to contribute and stuff like that. And I immediately I answered to him, man, you're a lawyer. We need lawyers in the Bitcoin space. We have a ton of questions. We have a, a huge amount of questions wherever, wherever in the world you are, okay? If you're in the US, if you're in Europe, it, it, depending on which country you are, there's going to be a ton of um, legal stuff to figure out with Bitcoin. So we want your expertise on the Venn diagram where these th two things overlap, okay? You don't have to learn to code. Who cares? There's a thousand more Bitcoin core developers and Lightning developers and all these things. 
we need your expertise on this. And that's my general advice to people. For example, me, even though I'm a computer guy, I can never call myself a coder. I can hit bash some things, especially now with ChatGPT, it's much easier, but I would rather do the things that I'm good at, which is websites, marketing, design, um, leading the way basically, uh, because I am a little bit of an influencer, especially these couple of years into Bitcoin, because it's exciting. But it's not, it's not that I want to show myself. It's because I want people to listen to this message. I want people in Greece, for example, to come up to me and tell me, okay, George, how will I do this hardware wallet thing? You keep telling us that we need a hardware wallet. How can I do this thing? And I can suggest like a hardware wallet, which is preferably open source. And I can tell them, you know, you, you, know, you have to understand what you're doing. Keep your, your coins on Coinbase if you want to use, for example, the debit card. Uh, sorry, the Binance, for example, if you want to use the debit card. But understand what you're doing. Understand that it's not your coins. I want you to understand that. And I tell them, I tell that to my students. I want you to know what you're doing and understand what you're doing so that in two years, when you do get rug pulled and you do get scammed, you will be like, okay, now I get it. I have the tools. I have the knowledge. George showed me. Uh, he pointed me to like a few tutorials and books and things like that. I know what to do now. I will stop doing stupid things with my, with my money and with my coins. Uh, so yeah, that's my mentality. And uh, what I want to say to everyone since we started the discussion is, what, no matter what you do, you should get into Bitcoin. Um, declare yourself like uh, the, the, I saw a nice tweet. How do, be, how do I become a, the Bitcoin dentist? And uh, another podcaster replied to him and he, he told him, just start calling yourself the Bitcoin dentist, whatever that means. You will figure it out along the way. Uh, we have so many people who have done the same. Uh, I, there's... Uh, BTC therapist, you know, there's uh, whatever. Just identify with that and you will figure it out along the way and add your own unique spin into this because it's huge. It's huge. And it's not just about the code. It's about the social layer, which is what works in tandem with the Bitcoin layer, which is basically the software and the hardware. Okay. The hardware itself and the code itself is useless without the people using it. Like we say, what matters are the economic nodes. Economic is just another way to say active nodes. Active means the user node pair. All the only nodes that matter are the nodes that you actually use. If a user uses that node, then it's valuable. I can spin up a thousand nodes on AWS. It doesn't matter. There's no decentralization and there's no way to overtake the network. But I run a node, it's right here. Uh, it's out of frame. It's on a Raspberry Pi and it's a lightning node. I play around with it. I tinker with it. Um, I, I have a vote in the system. I have, I'm informed of the decisions. I, when the Taproot up, the upgrade, for example, the soft fork was decided, I decided to upgrade my Bitcoin core to support the Taproot upgrade. I had a vote in the system. When you have the Binance or the other exchange uh, account, they get to decide for you. They get to vote for you. So that's a, a specific thing to understand that people who run nodes, they're node runners, do get a vote in this democracy that is uh, happening on the Bitcoin uh, layer, which is global, right? And there aren't that many of us. I think there are, what, like uh, 70,000 uh, nodes, uh, something like that. It's a small amount, a small amount. And we need more people to understand what they're doing. Um, that's, that's my advice for all this. That's uh, amazing. Uh, I mean, running a node uh, as a Bitcoiner, you should definitely do it. Even, even if you... Uh, don't think it, it. You should not do it. But just because you learn so much f 
from Bitcoin for it, like setting it up mm -hmm. and learning about what is a node, what, how is it centralized, what what role does a node play, what role does a miner play, what role does does the the uh, economic uh, like the Bitcoiners itself play, what role does all the game theory aspects. Uh, play how can it be attacked how can it not be attacked like there's so many stuffs you have to learn and running a node and setting it up once is so important yeah. uh, you should run it uh, all the time you should have participate in the network but even just setting it up once to see how it works it's so important um and back to the topic of bitcoin um and and you yourself i'm always fascinated how bitcoin is is opening up topics for people. Sometimes people, I think it's more the scare, uh, the, the the less cases uh, with people that are all, already in the Bitcoin mindset, that were in the sound money mindset. Maybe they were like in gold before and then all of a sudden they get Bitcoin and did not uh, change a lot in their life. They're just like, oh, there's Bitcoin now. For most people, it's a different case. They see bitcoin and all of a sudden uh the bitcoin uh, uh changes their lives it's like this uh, popular meme where like you cannot change bitcoin bitcoin changes you uh because right. all of a sudden you are asking yourself oh what uh, what is about it uh, central banking what is that what is that and you start to think critical about stuff uh, and i'm always curious what uh did Bitcoin change in you or how was how was the choice uh, you being now in Bitcoin uh, was there a big difference what did Bit Bitcoin teach you oh the difference was massive the difference was massive if you want to read about it uh, my opinions on that I've written them in a guide basically it's uh, we need to talk about Bitcoin it's on Amazon it's just a guide some essays basically bound together on how to orange pill people. But in those guides, I explain how being orange pilled is a culture shock. It's a culture shock. That's why people are resistant to it. I saw a video from a neuroscientist uh, like a couple of days ago that said people are resistant to change, especially when you challenge those preconceived notions that they have for how the world works. Obviously, we, none of us, we know that, okay, because we've studied how money works, how fiat money works, and nobody understands it. And it's this esoteric thing from the Keynesian economists, keeping it weird so that you don't get it. And they are the experts and they tell you what to do. I hate experts, okay? Experts just pretend to not being able to explain something. If you can't explain it, then you don't understand it. It's simple as that. Who, you know who's an expert, for example? Andreas Antonopoulos, for example. He's a, one of the best Bitcoin experts that we have. Call himself an expert. He can never become a full expert because he explains things and you understand them. That's what genius is. And when you have a Keynesian person, an economist, telling you, oh, you know, the M1 and the M2, and you don't understand inflation, and no, deflation doesn't work because this and that, and they destroy your economy, basically, just like they did in Greece, like with the Greek debt and the financial crisis. When they spread these lies, just so they can benefit themselves, obviously, none of us know how money works. And when you become orange pilled during that process, you start learning about money and how money works. And most people have never even gotten to the saving mindset. For example, one of the best books for this, the mainstream books is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I read that like 20 years ago, and it was very helpful for me to get into the investor mindset. I didn't manage to become like a huge investor. But I always had those basic, basic lessons in the back of my mind. Most people don't have that. But most people get their paycheck. They get like 100,000 uh, euros, let's say, and they see how to spend it quickly. And they get into debt to buy more things. And they think that they saved up because they bought on sale during Black Friday, during Christmas sales. They say, oh, I bought this couch, I bought this TV, it was only 500 euros, and they marked it down to 300, and I saved 200 uh, euros, and that's how they think. And 
most people are not ready to study and understand that this is the wrong way to go about it. Of course, you need to buy things. Of course, you need stuff for you, yourself, your family, whatever. But it's a different thing when you save with hard money. And um, that's the main thing that separates Bitcoiners, the time preference, the savings mindset, and the, the ability basically to distinguish what is important and what's not. Um, the, the Italian uh, lady, um, uh, Laura, uh, with, from the traveling couple, she posted something that Bitcoin has rewired my brain. She posted like a tweet a few days ago, and she said, oh, I want to buy those shoes. For example, when I was pre-Bitcoin, I would have bought the shoes. Right now, I, I say it's not that important. And if I spend those sats, maybe in five years, that same amount of sats might be able to buy me like an entire car and you never know. And it is possible. So it changes your mind. It changes your mind. You mentioned something about people being able to, to be in that mindset. Uh, those are the gold bugs. Those are the gold bugs who think on hard money. And I just think that most we have nothing to separate with the gold bugs. Most of them are halfway there. Most of them are halfway there and they think the same, They, except Peter Schiff. I don't know what's happening with that guy. He's so funny. Um, but all the gold bugs are like halfway there and many of them do have Bitcoin. For example, like Robert Kiyosaki and these people. Um, they do have Bitcoin. They understand the hard money mindset, even if they don't understand Bitcoin. Obviously, most of them are a bit older in age, but there are some uh, younger ones. But the important thing for them, for us to orange pill them, is to explain, I think, how uh, Bitcoin gets its value through proof of work, right? This thing right here, right now, this miner is generating proof of work right now, and it's mining Bitcoin at this moment. How do you explain that? And the most important thing that they need to understand is um, uh, how do you call it? That it has the properties, that Bitcoin has the properties of gold, but with the added benefit of the digital era, which is makes it easy to teleport, basically, like Michael Saylor says, to, to send it like an email, like Andreas Adonopoulos says, basically. That's what they need to understand. And another quite important thing is the Bitcoin prehistory. There's a very nice slide by Dan Held. I show that through every lesson that I start with uh, my students. And there's a Bitcoin prehistory, and it just shows how the eCash and the way die uh, cryptography and uh, the hash cash and the all the and eCash and all these things how they converged over 40 years, which is insane, it's 40 years, they converged into Bitcoin in 2009, basically. That's what people need to understand. This is not just a new technology. It's been under development for over 50 years. It's crazy, it's crazy. And this is the most high-tech thing that we have created. I'm also a sci-fi author, so I like to think about the sci-fi implications of Bitcoin. And this is the most advanced thing that we've created uh, lately. I think it will go in history as the, like, the transistor, the printing press, and then it's going to be Bitcoin, something like that. Yeah, definitely. And, and as you said, also the, you like to think about the, the sci-fi, the future implications of that. And this is also kind of my, my next question for you. Um, because I'm also um, always interested, like, what is the future of, of Bitcoin, like in the next 10, 50, 100 years look like? What do you think will be the most um, exciting topics or areas in Bitcoin? And what do you think uh, the, this future of, of Bitcoin, well, because we are now really early, but in 50 years, 100 years, a big proportion or maybe even everyone uh, already adopted a Bitcoin standard. 
um, how will this world look like and what topics and areas are you really looking forward to see in this, this kind of time frame in the future? Uh, I can talk about this for a whole other episode. Um, okay, so I'm going to focus on a couple of things. The important thing that I see, I'm very excited about Lightning. Uh, when I saw it, it was amazing. Uh, just to uh, clarify, I tried Bitcoin like eight years ago. And I tried to use it. I tried to mine a bit with the USB eruptors, the miners. I just played around with it. I didn't understand it. There weren't that many guides. There weren't uh, stuff to watch on YouTube. And it was very technical, even though I'm a computer guy. It was very technical, very hard to understand. No way to self-custody. I never bought any coins. I never managed to get any coins. But I just played around with the technology. And basically what we are right now, we are in the dial-up uh, phase of, of Bitcoin. And because the S-curve of adoption is going to become uh, very fast, um, like how do you say gradually then suddenly, basically what, what we say with that meme, gradually then suddenly, is the network effect these technologies have. And you can just follow the adoption of the internet. I believe... With the with Lightning, uh, we're gonna have the L402. That's L, Lightning 402. That's the code on the HTTP site that you have, like 404, 404 site not found. L402, uh, the 402 code was embedded into the HTTP system beforehand when it was created, like so many years ago, over 25 years ago, I think. Uh, it was there. It was there. The the internet was meant to have embedded digital payments. Obviously, we had nothing that could work up until now. And right now, the L402 uh, open source community, basically, is trying to get uh, Lightning to work natively inside every single browser. So what do I see happening in the future? It's quite simple. Everybody will use Bitcoin. Everybody will use Lightning. They won't even know about it. They will have no idea that they're using Bitcoin. They will use their Facebook app, their TikTok, and they will earn points. And then they, can, they will be able to use those points, to get something like boost a post or buy something digital or some asset, some taproot asset, some NFT, something like that. They will have no idea. The end user will be using Bitcoin all day long for like 10 hours per day, and they will have no clue that they're using Bitcoin. Because we're talking about streaming money, if you've uh, followed, it's very simple. It's very simple. Streaming money, streaming sats is basically pay as you go for everything. Right now, um, if you want PayPal, if you, if you want to sell something for 90 cents on PayPal, you can't. But you can sell stuff on Lightning for two sats. You can sell stuff for... 30 sats for 21 sats. It's crazy. Micropayments can happen uh, all the time on Noster. We're sta we've started using it. So streaming money is basically pay as you go. For example, let's say that this was a video call and you were one of my clients and I was consulting. I could basically turn it on. You could plug in and sign, and sign with your uh, Lightning wallet for the transaction and every second that we were connected and i was giving you my consultation uh, i could charge you for like 30 uh, sats now we are coming to the end routine of the podcast where the, the previous guest actually asked the question for the the next guest without knowing who is the next guest and uh, the question is an interesting one because it also touches a little bit on uh, the question uh, before uh, uh, what I asked you, and it's what is the most bullish outcome uh, you can imagine for Bitcoin in this next cycle? Like we are now in this bull cycle. What do you think is the most bullish outcome in this next cycle? And uh, there is no, uh, the, the, I think the previous guest uh, specifically did not ask for like a price prediction, but he is like, what, what do you think will be the most bullish thing that, can happen in the next uh, cycle? The most bullish thing that can happen in the next cycle, let's think. Well, I think 
it has to do with geopolitics, basically. Um, I think the most bullish outcome would be that banks start adopting Bitcoin because they realize that they can't fight it. Um, some things like uh, the Iranian bank, for example, which, which is uh, under sanctions, uh, using and accepting Bitcoin, that would be something huge with massive geopolitical ramifications. Uh, basically, something big like Nigeria, for example, who have not that problem exactly, but they have the Inaira, the digital, the, the CBDC, basically, and people are rejecting it and people want to use Bitcoin. A huge chunk of the traffic is being used by them. Basically, a mainstream application that proves that this works. And that will be the most bullish outcome. We're start, we've started seeing this with the ETFs, um, promoting and running ads and uh, trying to get people to use uh, Bitcoin. And um, that would be the most bullish outcome and to get uh, basically Lightning users uh, to, to start using it daily and uh, so they can use it and save even in a custodial way in the beginning, even though they don't understand what they're doing, just so that they get exposure to that and start uh, and start learning it. I know it's not a very a very exciting answer, but uh, imagine the implications in people's lives, because many people still believe the mainstream media, and uh, when there's an article with FUD, uh, oh, Bitcoin is bad for the environment, they believe it. They believe it. And uh, basically that, that flip side that we've started seeing with uh, the ETFs, where you start seeing articles being for Bitcoin rather than against Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the most bullish outcome, even though it's not that exciting. Yeah, that slowly, slowly everyone uh, is coming into Bitcoin and also the mainstream media and all this narrative will slowly slowly i think uh, shift and this will be a extremely bullish thing i think most bitcoiners don't watch too much of the mainstream media so we don't <laughs> hear about it too much but if you go outside of your uh, bitcoin bubble you all of a sudden hear all this fat coming from the mainstream media where we're like oh how can someone believe it oh actually there are people that believing this so i i really enjoyed uh, our conversation and our podcast together uh, yeah. and i uh, liked your insights in the love is bitcoin in what you think about bitcoin uh, you are clearly a really deep deep thinker uh, in bitcoin and uh, thank you for being on and uh, I'm, I'm already looking forward to publishing this this episode and um, before uh, we we end the podcast is there anything you would like uh, to add to what we uh, said today and is there anything how can people find you the best way uh, on the internet and how can people get in touch with you uh, well there's a lot of things but i post them all on my twitter x account it's uh, George Saulidis, George Saulidis. Uh, it's written Saulidis and a G at the end for George. You can find me on my website, georgesaulidis.com. You can find my, my businesses on my links page, on the bio page. And you can find my articles right now on Love is Bitcoin because my articles that I post, you can find them there. And uh, that's basically the, where you can find my material and my businesses. One important thing, which I'm very excited about, is the Santorini Halving Party, which are, you are all welcome to, to join. It's going to happen in April, 12th to 14th of April. And if you just Google Santorini Halving Party, the first result is the landing page. It's on uh, Love is Bitcoin. And there's all the details there. And I can't wait to see you there. Thank you for being on. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. It was lovely.